This is the Fuel Your Life podcast where we help you find, unleash, elevate your leadership in order to create a loving, impactful, freeing energy within you and around you. And now for your host, John Troutman and Charles Draper. All right. Well, here we are. I guess officially we started the recording, so we ought to just say this is the Fuel Your Life podcast. That is fine. Unleash and elevate your leadership to create a loving, impactful, freeing energy within you and around you. And I am John Troutman alongside Charles Draper. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. It's uh, it's an early morning. We're recording at about 5.30 a.m., so I love it, which I'm Tonight. usually up by now, but not in my office recording. So I typically am, too. I typically don't... Um... I'm not this put together. And, uh, I'm not in my office either. So, um, no, good stuff, man. Definitely, yep. You got to do what you got to do to uh, get things in and uh, also keep the family rolling and uh, keep everything else clicking. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, if you're listening to this, we also are juggling a lot of things. You may say, when do they have time to do this? Uh, we make time. So, uh, That's right. It's, it's, it's a priority. Important. And if you uh, and if you enjoy something enough, uh, you make time for it. And uh, this is kind of an example of that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, That's right. Well, hey, man, we enjoyed the hike the other day. Um, yeah. Those of you listen, John, myself, and then another friend of ours, um, very good friend of ours. We went, did what, about an 11, 12-mile loop? Well, yeah, that's what it ended up being. We were shooting for 10, but had to loop back a little bit so yeah good so, times it was good stuff good stuff so yeah well john yeah. what, uh, what what you've been learning lately what um what's been on your heart lately anything particular? yeah great question um you know the biggest thing that i've been learning lately maybe what i've been reminded of is that um how easily we objectify people and objectify things. So let me get, let me give you an example. Um, Amber, my wife and I, we were, we were having some conversation. Uh, we'll call it intense conversation. It wasn't really an argument. Um, just the other day, uh, you know, it wasn't anything crazy. It was, it was really just something she needed to bring up. And uh, you know, when that happens, I am someone that I don't want to talk about it right then. Like I need space to process it because if I'm talking about it right then, the emotions are going to win. I'm going to, you know, lash out in anger. So I was like, all right, I I just need space. She gave me space. She's very gracious in that. And so I stepped back and, and one of the first questions I like to ask myself when we're in this situation is, okay, what am I committed to? Am I committed to this marriage? And so, you know, it's like, okay, am I committed to this marriage? The answer is, of course, yes, but I have to remind myself of that. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, wait a second, am I? When I decided to marry Amber, I decided to marry her. I didn't decide to just get married. I started thinking about it. I'm like, it's not that I'm committed to this marriage. It's that I'm committed to Amber. Like the difference there of saying, oh, I'm committed to this thing, this relationship that is between two people, but there's this thing and I'm committed to this marriage. Then I can sit in the mentality of like, well, she needs to understand me because I'm committed to this marriage. And, and that's not that that's important. But when I say, no, I'm 
in this marriage, I'm committed to Amber. Then I get to show up and say, and I did. We actually had some great conversation because of it. But I was able to show up and say, wait, I'm missing you right now. Like, that's the reason we're having this conversation is it's not even about what we're talking about. There's something dip, dip, deeper that I'm missing right now. Oh, I need to step back and, and see that. Anyways, I bring that up as a, a great example because God's been bringing this up over and over and over and over again for me. It's about people. And when you see people, like you have a different level of conversation, you have a different level of connection. And that's what it's about. It's not, we talk about organizations, we talk about families and all, and all that is, is people, people coming together. So that's, what's been on my mind. That's really good. Uh, That's, um, oh man, I I got so many things that could branch off that. Um, Man, like that, that's just powerful, man. So I, let me share you something, share with you guys and everybody. Uh, something that uh, the, the other day was just impressed upon my heart. Um, <clears throat> so every two years, if you're a bus driver, <clears throat> you have to go get a DOT physical. Mm-hmm. Um, purpose of that is, you know, they need to make sure you're healthy. Uh, they need to make sure you're not going to drive a, be driving a bus full of kids and uh, have a heart attack or uh, <laughs> you can see. And I mean, it's a pretty good safety precaution that's put in place probably five, six years ago. Um, and whenever it happened, everybody was like, this is irritating, but it makes a lot of sense. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so anyway, so I was, you know, I, I had to do this before February. Um, last week I got to a place where it was actually Friday. So, um, I was kind of past my due date. Um, so I was going in to get my DOT physical, um, went to, uh, the, the doctor's office to do that where I needed to do that. And, um, <clears throat> I was, uh, sitting in the doctor's office. Uh, I've seen this doctor before really every two years, whenever I go get my DOT physical, this is the same person I see. Um, and, um, I, I don't know. Have you ever seen somebody and they just, I don't know, they don't look the cleanest. <laughs> I, I don't know how to say it. And so yeah, I'm sitting yeah. there and I'm like, you know, and this happened every year I went in there and you, you just start to, to judge them. And, you know, I'm not perfect. And, and I'm, I'll, I'm the least of these, like, so and I just started going through this train in my head of like, man, like, you know, uh, just looking at this individual and just judging them. And uh, it just and it just happened like before I noticed it. And all of a sudden um, I was like just creating the storyline that wasn't very positive of this individual. Um, and <clears throat> I felt pretty convicted there in that moment. Um and, and I'm not going to say that the Lord spoke to me audibly, but my conviction was, hey, Charles, this person I love just as much as you. Mm. And, um, and it stopped me dead in my tracks. And the way I started looking at this individual completely shifted and changed <clears throat> to the point where like, I felt horrible. But then I was like, you know, God loves this person just as much as he loves me. No matter, you know, what I may think or preconceived notions. And um, it changed the way that interacted with this individual. Up to that point, I hadn't interacted much at all. Um, Mm -hmm. They just walked in the room. I started talking to him, started asking him questions, started um, engaging in dialogue with this individual. I learned a lot about him, um, completely reframed my entire conversation. 
Um, and then I started thinking whenever I got in the car, I thought, <clears throat> you know, like um, sometimes we can love on um, the more extreme side of things, right? If we know somebody's without, we'll give them things. If we know, like, mm-hmm. if if we know they're homeless, we'll do we'll do more and almost extend more grace and um, and love on them more. But sometimes individuals that we cross paths with on a regular basis that may frustrate us, that may irritate us, that may not <clears throat> meet our mold or <clears throat> meet our expectations or meet society's expectations, maybe not in the extreme, but in just the smaller things. Um, I, I don't know, it was just a good reminder for me. Like, like I'm, I'm no better than them and God loves them just as much as me. Mm-hmm. And, um, so just, uh, it just completely, I mean, it's just been in the back of my head lately. Like just every time I, I see somebody or start going down that, that path, I think, you know, like, no, like, why, why am I doing this? <clears throat> um, mm. So you talk about relationships and you talk about um, those kind of things. It's like, um, I don't know. It's, it's super important. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Man, <clears throat> you say that, you say that really well of like, um, we just, we don't know. Have you ever just sat back and thought about what's brought you to this point? Like just all the the things that have gone into you now that you're, I won't say your age because people will be shocked, you know, uh, <laughs> but now that you are um, as old as you are, you're sitting here, you know, you're the principal of a school and all that's gone through in your story that's brought you to this point to be the person that you are, to help shape the person you are. Um and everybody that you interact with has that same reality. Like they have a story that has gone through, you know, iteration after iteration, after iteration, after iteration to get to the point that they are. And we never know that story. So we're making these judgments where we haven't even read the story. I, um, you know, every time I'm talking about the Bible in general, like one of the first things I will say is context matters, context matters. And then we start reading people, and we don't ever have the context and we start making the judgments, like you said, um, without any context, but context is what matters. It changes the meaning of, of everything else. Um, no, that, that that's, that's good, man. Context matters. And, um, I don't know. And just a good reminder, like where your mind can go, like, um, you know, are you, uh, are you seeking, things of God or seeing things of yourself. Cause everything I was doing in that moment was about me and it was about comparison. It was about, um, yeah, no, I mean, context is everything. So true because everybody, everybody has a story. Everybody has a family, um, whether it's broken or perfect or, uh, shattered, like everybody comes from something. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, uh, let me ask you this. What do you think in that moment? What are you getting? What are you getting from being able to make those judgments about other people? Well, I mean, I believe we're all selfish at heart. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, for whatever reason, I mean, I was doing this subconsciously and kind of caught myself. And I mean, so for whatever reason, I mean, maybe I needed to feel better about myself. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Right. Like maybe it was like I, 
I believe there is some kind of selfishness in it, whether I want to admit that or not. Um, you know, was I comparing, trying to make, make myself feel better, trying to make myself feel one up on them? Like, I, I don't know. Um, but it's definitely uh, made me think a lot, <laughs> made me try to reframe the way I think things, uh, which yeah. is, I mean, we need to reframe those things. Um, kind of like yeah, what we do. talking about with like Amber, you, you know, um, you know, conversation, like you had to reframe, like, I'm not, you know, I married her, you know, mm-hmm. like, like I've, and um, a word that's kept coming to mind for me lately, um, I went, uh, I won't get into a lot of detail, but anyways, in education, there's always new ideas coming out. Uh, not even new ideas, but just new ways of approaching things, um, new methodologies. And um, it's easy to go to conferences or to find new things or read new research and to just say, we're going to do that because it works over here <laughs> in this space and place and at the school. You probably see it in campus ministry. Um, but yep. what I always tell myself in here lately, what I've really been focused on because something new has come up and I'm like, you know, it works for the school, but I don't know if it's going to work for our school. Um, and a phrase that comes up has been coming up in my head is, um, am I willing to champion that? Mm. Um, and so then I've taken it from my professional to my personal and, and everywhere. And I've just <laughs> constantly been asking myself, like um, with anything that comes across my path, like, am I willing to champion that? And not even am I willing, like, must I, will it work? Is it like, what does that look like? Mm. Um, so like, you know, whenever you get married, you're committing to saying, I am championing this for the rest of my life. Like I'm committing to this, I'm not, not just the, um, the systems of marriage or the structure of marriage. I mean, you're, you're committing to that too, but you're really committed into that. You're champion that person. Like you're mm-hmm. saying, that's my life. I'm going to pick this up and I'm going to champion it. And, um, I just think, you know, commitment super important. And, um, but sometimes I think we champion things that we don't really believe in. Yeah. And, that we, and that we can't stand behind and we can't uh, charge forward with, and then we get into it and then we got to try to find a way out and it gets super, you know, ugly. Um, so I don't know, yeah. so just, I'll, I'll quit rambling now, but that, that's, that's just been something that's been on my mind. What a great question. Um, <clears throat> actually, I want to say a couple things. This is almost the side note from where I think we'll go, but I, when, when you are a follower of Christ and you are married, the difference between um, culture and marriage and then what Christianity is going to really pro- promote in marriage is culture says you, you focus on liking them and therefore you get committed. As a follower of Christ, I think the foundation of marriage, once you choose to marry someone, is you are committed to them. And then you work on liking them. Uh, It's both. You need to like the person you're married to. Uh, You know, that's important. But the commitment is the foundation. When you choose to follow Christ, the commitment is the foundation. Because our God is the God who was a God of of commitment, is a God of commitment. Right? Like, that's that's who he is. It's the covenant that stands at the foundation. Um, and so I think that's profound, even talking about that and being committed to that person. 
But the question you ask, am I willing to champion that, is such a powerful question. Um, it's the difference between can I and will I. You know, um, I think, so you're talking about all these new ideas, and I, I laugh because I'm the guy that will change something every week, you know, just for the sake of change because it's fun for me. Um, and so I, you know, working in my business, I've had people who are working with me are getting irritated with it. My wife gets irritated with it. People in campus ministry gets irritated with it. So I've learned, I've learned to be like, okay, we don't have to change something every week. Like we just need to stick with consistency. Um, but one of the questions that I've learned to, to ask myself as I get excited about something is, well, can I do that? Absolutely. I mean, it, almost all the time the, the answer is, yeah, I can. Will I do that? And it changes that perspective of, am I actually willing to put in the sacrifice, put in the commitment, put in whatever it is? I mean, you talk about, am I willing to champion that? But yeah, so am I willing to champion whatever I'm going to commit to? And that question, what I found is it's a, a big filtering question because I get so excited about something that I'm like, man, yeah, let's go ahead and let's do it. And then we'll see what the outcome is instead of actually sitting down and processing and wanting to commit to it. But when I ask that question, I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, I can do this. Yeah, it would be fun. But no, like I would rather there are so many other things that I'm, I'm more committed to right now and I want to be committed to. And so I can let that go. Hmm. <clears throat> no, that's that's solid. Uh, and something we talk about often um, is skill versus will. Um, and, and I think you hit all over it, John. Um, but, you know, like so, <clears throat> for instance, uh, taking the academic language, you know, if a kid is struggling with math, reading, whatever that looks like, uh, the first thing we ask is it skill or is it will? Like, do they have the tools and the skill to accomplish the task we're asking them to do? And this is anything in life. You know, do you have the skill? And then the other component is, do they have the will? Do they have the drive? Do they have the motivation? Because you can have the skill, but not the will. And it's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, <clears throat> um, on a, 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 Mr. Andy Barry, he's, he's, he's fantastic. He works with us here and he brought that up in a meeting at the beginning of the year and it's something that stuck and it's what you're talking about. And it's something that I've constantly gone back to as, as a litmus test, like right, in this space right now is a skill or will. And we're looking at a teacher and observation, you know, do they lack skill or do they lack will? And what does that look like? How can I move them forward? Um, mm-hmm. So just in life, like, you know, you may have the skill, but if you don't have the will, to move in that space and place, um, then you either need to find it or you need to find another place where you're willing to really move into. Um, yep. I don't know, yep. just, just a side note there. So No, I love that. Cause you know, when, when uh, we came up with the, the name, it's, you know, this is, the name is me all over because it's somewhat cheesy acronym. That's a, uh, you know, that's got John Troutman written all over that. Um, but anyways, to come up with the name of the loving, impactful, freeing energy, but that's what it's talking about is, is having the will where like, it makes you come alive, something that makes you come alive. And it doesn't always feel that way. You know, like I love developing people 
in their understanding of scripture and how it actually relates to life because it does in every area of life so profoundly, unbelievably mm. profoundly. <clears throat> and that makes me come alive. But there are times where I'm studying or teaching somebody and I don't feel like I'm coming alive. So there's those times. But what I want to ask you is, all right, you have somebody. I feel like if you have somebody who doesn't have the skill, it's a lot easier to say, okay, now we can get going. When you have someone who's lacking in will, how do you develop that person? Um, <clears throat> that's probably the hardest, right? Um, you know, like, I, so, so I think of a, of a carpenter. Okay. Uh, my dad was a contractor. Um, so I just, I relate to that. You know, somebody that uh, is learning trim work <clears throat> and, you know, they may not have the skill, but I mean, I can teach you the skill. They got to have the will to show up uh, no matter what the temperature is, no matter what it looks like, like it, it's got to be there. Right. So um, <clears throat> just to in, get people to intrinsically to move people intrinsically, like to get them to just have the heart and desire for it. Like, I believe that's that's one of the hardest things. Um, anybody can sit here and show you how to cut a board, measure a board, use a coping saw. doesn't mean you're going to be the best at it, but over time you, you have to get a little bit better. Um, but the will and the drive to learn and to listen and to grow, um, I think that's hard. Uh, whenever we're looking at kids, uh, it's just motivation, right? Like get to know them. But it goes back to relationships. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So like with the, mm -hmm. with kids, like, you know, whenever they don't have will, we look and we say, all right, who, who do they have a relationship with? What makes them want to come to school? It may not be ABCs, one, two, three. Can we connect them with a staff member to check in with them in the mornings and afternoons? Um, you know, can we, uh, do we need to get a small group of, of individuals together and they be one of those individuals that we talk about, like, uh, and build them up, pick them up. Um, you know, do I go by once a week and check in on them, see how they're doing academically and praise them. And do we eat lunch with it? Like, do we, like, how do we wrap around them and really just make them valued and important? Um, because we know if people feel valued and important in a space, they're going to put forth more effort and they're going to show up and do the work. Um, so, yeah, so that sometimes that gets a little trickier because um, it's time. Like it's mm -hmm. will like you got to spend time with someone um, and you got to get to know them and then you got to see how they tick and you got to see what their interests are and, and you got to build that. So, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you're all over it. I mean, that I, I think the will, in my opinion, is is the hardest to build and develop. Um, mm -hmm. Again, I'm, I'm speaking at academics right now and those kind of pieces just in the space that I'm in, but, um, but you can, you can move kids if they know you care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Your thoughts? No, I, I think I mean, you talked about um, know that they're valued and cared for. Uh, and, I'm sitting here like, yep, that's that's all over. And that's why this is so hard is because you don't you can't value someone without putting in the time, uh, putting in the effort to show them that they're valued. Now, Valentine's Day is coming up. You know, one of my uh, I can't goals, stand it. Uh, I can't stand it either. <laughs> I can't stand it either. 
But part of the reason I can't stand it, I'll admit, is because I'm so bad at Valentine's Day. Like, so bad at it. Me too. Um, and, and so, like, one of my goals for February is, like, all right, I want to crush Valentine's Day. Like, I just want Amber to know how much I truly care about her, how special she is, how valuable she is to me. And, like, I'm going to put in that effort to make that happen. But it takes to show someone that they're valuable. It takes effort. It takes planning. It takes intentionality. You don't just show up and it magically happens. You know, you've got to be with that person to make it happen, which is what's so challenging with the changing the will. Um, Skill is, yeah, I mean, skill is, is a whole different category. You can change a skill. You can develop a skill. As a leader, I would even say you ought to be developing your own skills. You ought to be very clear about what skills you're developing. But the will of a person is, I mean, it's only changing through constant iterations of caring, 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 caring. And I'll use, um, use an example of I, uh, working with my brother actually, uh, we we got really it got pretty tense at the end um, with us and we've you know we're good now and it's kind of nice that we're not working together I think for both of us but we got to the end where it's like you know we were trying to get really go in two different directions and because of that he always felt like I didn't really care and I felt like he didn't really care and so you know you're just butting heads against each other and what I mean to change the will was, was going to be such a difficult process period. Right. Uh, uh, for me or for him, whether I needed to change, he needed to change. The process was going to be so difficult to do that within the workspace because of the time commitment it would take to simply do that. Because we would have to unravel things like, and really get in front of each other and, and, I mean, that wasn't the reason we laid the business down, you know, but like that was part of it at the same time of, man, we're not going to change each other's will at this point. We're stuck where we are. Um, and there comes a point where I think you get to that and it's, you know, yeah. if they if they don't have the will, you've got to cut ties. You know, there's a reality to that as a leadership. You're you're as a leader, you're constantly making those difficult decisions. Um, yeah. But just the overall time commitment it takes is significant. And and I would say too, so, you know, we focus a lot on will, but um, also if you don't have the skill, you can't do it. So <clears throat> there's only, it's an art to develop people's skills um, in any space. You know, I think of uh, a sculptor, you know, I wouldn't be able to sculpt something. Like I don't have the patience <laughs> for it. I wouldn't know how to use the tools. Like, so there's time that goes into that. I mean, you know, like you don't want me <clears throat> doing that stuff. Uh, but then other people say, I wouldn't know how to start to teach a kid how to read. Like that would be very overwhelming. And so <clears throat> also like the skill piece, it's not just knowing the skill. You may know how to sculpt something. You may know how to how to work on a car, be an engineer, you know, uh, work on engines, do those kind of things. But then <clears throat> having the ability to teach someone to do the skill. <clears throat> it's an art. And um, 
I don't know. There's so much to it as well. So yes, you got to have will, but then there's also parts and places where like, <clears throat> you just can't do this. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just not in your wheelhouse. Like you don't have the ability. Um, some things are physical in nature. And if you don't have those things, um, so I don't know. It's just, it's, um, it's just very interesting. So next time mm-hmm. you're in a space and you're hitting a, a roadblock or you're working with an individual, ask that question. Is it skill or is it will or mm-hmm. is it both? And what do I tackle first? And, uh, mm-hmm. yep. <clears throat> it's a, you know, and it's, there's no one, I would love for this to be a podcast episode where we give you the exact strategy to use to develop any person, any human being. Um, we're not going to do that because it comes back to people. Right. Like, I mean, it's kind of what started this whole conversation is coming back to people and every person's unique and every person's different. So something that works with one person may not work with the other. There's, they're just going to be at different levels. The, just different things will resonate with them. Different things won't resonate with them. And I, I tell you, I'm still like every day is fascinating when you focus on people. Mm-hmm. It truly is fascinating what you get to learn. Um, what you get to see, how you get to interact and, and the way people, I'll use uh, sarcasm as an example. Cause I, I, uh, <laughs> I love sarcasm. <clears throat> True story. But man, Yes. Oh yeah. Amber gets mad at me all the time. Like John, you can't just do that. The first time you meet somebody, I'm like, oh, well, they, they handled it well, but <laughs> I love doing it because you get to know someone real quick when you use sarcasm. And if you can play it off where it's not too insulting at the end, you know, like that's the key. I've, I've wrestled with that, but the key is not being too insulting, but people will react, you know, in a few different ways to sarcasm. And all of a sudden you're getting to know them a little bit more, you know, like someone like you, I know I can do it with, which we, we've been sarcastic together for a long time. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I have students that, I know, like I'll show up and I'll make a sarcastic comment and I know exactly how they're going to respond because they respond the same way every time. And I'm like, yep, yep. And this, this is where they're going to, you know, it's going to be hard for them. Um, and all of a sudden I'm learning about them and it, it's actually a very fascinating way. Now you got to be real gentle in your sarcasm. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there, <laughs> but, but it is a fascinating way to actually learn about people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it. Like I'll make a comment and people will be like, and I'm like, yep. Okay. I, now I know something more about you. So, yeah. It's good stuff, man. <clears throat> I know we're hitting about the 30 minute mark. Um, I, I, I mean, we could keep on, but uh, I know we're trying to keep yeah. these things short and palatable. Yep. Um, I, I would just reiterate, like, you know, um, it's all about relationships and, um, uh, you know, definitely, you know, what are you willing to champion in life? Um, and that can be relationships. It can be, um, aspirations. It can be goals. Uh, what does that look like? And then, um, you know, whenever you get in that space where you're judging somebody else, remember that, um, they're a child of God, just like you are. And, um, that, that they have a storyline and try to get to know it before you, uh, judge a book by its cover as um, you know, the, the old cliche uh, would be, but it's so true. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I'll go back to skill versus will. Um, mm-hmm. you know, 
whenever you're looking at a situation or circumstances, you know, is it skill or is it will and how do you develop both? Um, and, and, and how do you ground that out to move forward in a space, whether it's yourself, whether it's uh, coaching other individuals, um, God, that's so, so much. Just good stuff. Yeah, it is good stuff. Good I, recap. I something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, good recap. So see people. Are you willing to champion it? Skill versus will. Those are three. We'll call those highlights. Um, but, man, that was, this was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Dude. All right. Well, if somebody wants to reach out to you, where are they going to find you? Um, you can shoot me an email. The information will be here at the end. Um, I'm on Facebook. Uh all the major social media sites I have, I did delete Facebook off my phone. So now I have to go through my internet browser just to make it, to make it more cumbersome. Uh, And supposedly whenever you sign into your internet browser, you got to get a special code, a two factor verification, which is super annoying. So it further detracts me from getting on. So um, yeah, no, you can, you can still reach me there, but um, I'm trying to kind of put a little bit of spacer between me and and some of that space um, just so I can be more present. So yeah, yeah, reach out. Yeah. Awesome. You can find me on Instagram, Troutman, J-A. And uh, yeah, dude, always lovely to talk to you. It's such a pleasure. And even this early in the morning, I mean, you look you know, about as, as funny now as you did whenever we meet at our normal time. <laughs> thanks, thanks. You know, you're the first person I've talked to today, which um, the day can only get better, you know. Yeah. There's the sarcasm. Uh, All right. Yeah. We'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> See, See you guys. Yep. Yeah.